Yo, this is the ancient Texan. I'm going to talk to Rebecca. She's in my poetry group. We're going to talk to her about her values and how she came by them, a little bit about herself, and then we're going to listen to some of her poems. I think we have an aspiring poet that's going to make it big. Anyway, I love listening to her poetry. Thank you, Will, too. Sure. So my name is Rebecca. I'm 30. I uh, grew up in, like, rural Pennsylvania, or I guess, like, I mean, it was pretty rural, kind of in between Hershey and Elizabethtown. Uh, very white, very Republican, very Christian uh, area. Um, but I kind of like pride myself on being able to not <laughs> like conform to all of that. Um, you know, not that those things are bad, but definitely a closed minded area. Um, so I chose to do my undergrad and grad work at Westchester University of Pennsylvania, which is a suburb of Philadelphia. So a little more, you know, diverse area kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. I write poetry. I'm into arts and crafts. I like to sing and dance. Um, but really poetry is the art that I've been focusing most on recently. So I've been writing How long poetry been writing since poetry? I've been 12. Um, and a lot of it started from feeling feelings of not feeling like I belong in this world. So uh, I knew that I was gay when I was 12 years old, but I didn't have words. I didn't know what gay meant. I didn't know, you know, that two women could love each other because of where I grew up. Like that was not something that was talked about or, you know, even like that I would see and it wasn't as big in media. Um, so I was really kind of depressed because, you know, my friends were talking about boys and I would think to myself, well, I don't like these boys like I'm not interested in them like is something wrong with me um you know so I kind of turned to poetry to express those feelings and just kind of never stopped since then <laughs> mm. yeah I've noticed your poetry's in some way you, you tell I, the story of your life through yeah. your poetry I've you know I've been like enough to listen to some of it um Um, mm -hmm. if you were going to pick your core values, what would they be like the, you know, the top two or three or however sure. many you want to like so honesty or when whatever I was in college, um, I, you know, never thought I would join a, sorority. um, and so, uh, when I was invited to this, like, you know, recruitment party, I was thinking to myself, all right, I'm going to meet these girls and I'm going to want nothing to do with them. Right. So I go to this like recruitment party and um, it was for Find Me Fraternity. And I was just talking to some, you know, women and I asked them, you know, well, like, tell me about, you know, your organization. And um, the 
three main values of the organization are love, honor, and truth. So, you know, not necessarily unconditional love, but like loving people, um, which I think is like super important because I think when people don't feel loved, that's, they're not, they can't be them best self, their best selves. Um, and then honor. So being an honorable person. So being, someone that you know makes good decisions makes decisions based on you know everyone and like how it could pack impact everyone so being not necessarily selfless but definitely not being selfish either um so part of in our organization you like strive to achieve noble womanhood um and so that's kind of what that's based off of and then like truth so you know, each organization has a creed um, and there's a line in our creed that says believing that our given word is binding. Um, so one of my um, core values is honesty and truthfulness, um, not lying, because I really don't think like lying, you know, really never helps anyone. Um, and people like to challenge me on that. They'll say, so if I was wearing an outfit and I didn't look good in it, would you lie? Right. <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, it, I, and you know, something that would be, I, but at the same time, if my friend was wearing something that didn't look good on her, I would find a very kind and polite way to say, like, maybe pick something else. I, I don't think, like, any good comes from lying, even if it's, like, a little white fib, like, here or there. Um, and no matter what, like, the truth will come out eventually. So, like, why not just be truthful from the start? So so this sorority that you joined, mm-hmm. what it, it was kind of... Um, you adopted their values and they happen to fit in with what you thought as a person also. Yeah. So, I mean, it, like the sorority had the values, right. But I feel like that those values spoke to me. Um, and that's why I decided, you know, this could be an organization that I could be a part of because I already valued honesty. I already valued like, loving people you know and then thinking about like honor um and a lot of the creed is about like you know making sure that everyone's taken care of and um you know walking in the way of honor that you know the things that we do in our lives should be you know that there should be good good behind them not you know ulterior motives so um so i would say that those are like then at the same time, like, I really value, like, people as individuals and, like, you know, diversity and equity and inclusion kind of stuff, which I know people say, but I think the difference between, you know, allyship as an adjective and allyship as a verb is, you know, I actively try to learn more about communities and minoritized populations that I don't know about um versus just being like well i don't hold that identity so i don't need to know about it last night i saw this movie with my family it was about this the first uh man to 
undergo it was like in 1930 an operation to you know become a woman gender affirmation yep yeah and uh his wife was amazing Mm -hmm. that she loved him well him became her loved her through the whole thing even though it meant she lost this guy she mm-hmm. loved, you know, because mm-hmm. and, and then she supported the operations yeah. and him trying to move on, but you know, died after the second operation. But I thought, wow, when, you reminded me of that when you said you believe in love, not unconditional love. But it yeah. would be nice every once in a while to experience that unconditional love of you. Right. Times. And, and you know, you've heard me say this before that, you know, part of the reason I believe in conditional love is because of the work that I do. Um, working with women in domestic violence situations, you know, we're told, like, we should love our partner unconditionally, not if that partner is beating you every day right like they don't deserve that unconditional love so you know I I like to explain why I say like loving conditionally is important um you know because the women that I see love you know or the the survivors that I work with are loving their partners unconditionally and these these abusers don't deserve that you know well i guess they have to love themselves too yeah that that is that is part of it yeah sometimes that is part of it yeah well you you have anything that you want to else you want to add on the values or you ready to read us one of your poems uh yeah i'm ready so i have a few picked out i didn't know how many you wanted me to read um so it's up to you you tell me so so let's say three That's always the magic number to me. So this first one is called See a Pantoom. So it has like a specific um, pattern to the lines and stuff. So, um, and that's P-A-N-T-O-U-M if anyone wants to, you know, look it up. So it's called See Me. Let the world see me. This is my battle cry to every passerby. For me to be fully free. This is my battle cry. My only request of far and nearby. For me to be fully free. Allowing myself to live authentically. My only request of far and nearby. Stop asking why. Allowing myself to live authentically. Listen to my reply. Stop asking why. I beg. I plea. Listen to my reply, because I am somebody, I beg, I plea, I cry, I sigh, because I am somebody, I am not nobody, I sigh, I cry, stop and listen, please, I am not nobody, let the world see me. I liked it. You have some background on that? Um, that So I'm looking at when I wrote it. I wrote it in May of 2018. Um, At that point in time, I felt like I was in a job where I felt like I was being judged a lot and people didn't really want to listen to what I had to say. Um, You know, and, and I think that was really frustrating for me. So I think that that's kind of like where that came from. Um. Fits. Yeah. So 
Um, so I think I'll just read two. Um, this next one we uh, I wrote during one of our poetry meetups. Um, so the prompt was about using the words um, like purity, truth, or honesty, or something like that. So I, tr- I you know, kind of clung on to the word uh, purity. So um, it doesn't have a title, but here goes. The concept of purity, purity rings, purity balls, saving yourself for marriage. Well, excuse my language, but what the fuck is that about? Actually, do not excuse me. I am not sorry for my beliefs that women's bodies should be owned by one owns womanly body. And why? Why do women have to lose their virginity? What exactly are they losing? Maybe losing the idea that sex and sexuality are some kind of object to be obtained or traded or stolen or sold. Fuck that shit. And just let women be women, own their own bodies, and fuck whomever they goddamn well please. And thank you for listening to my TED Talk. <laughs> so. I, lo- I like that Yeah, one. so it kind of has to do with, like, you know, my values and beliefs in women having autonomy over their own bodies. Um, well, it's the, it's the same old story where a guy that goes around and has a lot of sex is called a stud and a woman is called a yep. whore for doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's like women, we, we don't, we only want to talk about women's sex and sexuality in relationship to men most of the time. Um and, you know, and in government and stuff, we're letting men make decisions about what women can do with their bodies. Um, and, like, I don't know if you know about, like, purity balls and stuff, but basically it's, like, these young girls that are committing to stay – they're committing to their fathers to stay virgins until their father gives them away at their wedding. So it's wow. like so like in my that little fucked up, <laughs> you know like it's, yeah. so it's like you know and then and then what does that do to that girl if she does have sex before marriage right so she has this purity ball and her father like her dad gives her like a purity ring and stuff stuff like you know what does that do to that girl's like self image or self worth if she does decide to have sex before marriage. You know, and how her parents respond yeah. to that. Like, those are really impactful things that I don't think everyone thinks about. Yeah, I, I heard a thing this morning on the radio that I think it was eight men are meeting in Copenhagen, like the Duval talks or something, where a bunch of powerful men get together and then they plan the, the sex lives of the women in Africa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all men yep. doing the planning for the for the planet yep. so it's part of that same same thing yeah definitely so is there any other poem you want to share with us um so i wrote some like two new ones um just recently so i can read this one um I, I like your stuff. <laughs> Thank you. So this is one of my newest ones. I have a few more that are in the works, but this one is like complete. So um, this is definitely more of a performance piece. Um, so, and I haven't titled this one yet either because I'm not very good at that. 
Um, Others only see the mess that is me, but she sees me so clearly. Those eyes I get lost in, the touch of her light brown skin. I don't know how, but she messed with my heart, and I miss her when we are apart. Apart from one another, and she is like no other. Her skin, her eyes, her smile so say so many words without even speaking. Speaking to me, saying so many things I need to hear, like, you are intelligent, you are beautiful, you are worthy of love, of real love. Things I need to hear, like, do not let others dim your light, do not let others determine who you are, do not let others destroy your joy. So many things I need to hear because no one else is saying them and haven't been for years. For four years, I was living a life full of barren embraces and conditional love only fools live to tell about. But fools may not be foolish. They can trick you into thinking, into believing you are not worthy of anything. Confusing your thoughts, clouding your judgment, challenging your sense of direction, directions that should make sense, that once did make sense, but just don't. Not anymore. But getting lost in her led but getting lost led me to her embrace and when she touches me my skin burns like fire with desire for more only too much more she cannot give me i'm grateful for what i have been given being seen heard touched embraced in new ways ways that have told me no matter how long or short our time together lasts every minute every second it was all worth the risk i was worth the risk Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you. Wow, thank you. You're welcome.